Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 210. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. This is the show which previews one of the biggest single betting events in the world outside of world finals. It's India versus Pakistan. We tell you exactly what happens. Sam Collins. We sure do, Edward Hawkins. Um, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair is here and ready for it after winners at 3-1 to one and 13-5 to five last week. Welcome, Paul. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm really well, Paul. Really well. All the better for seeing you, as always. And um, Richard Mann of SportingLife.com. No winners last week, but you are primed, I gather, Richard, for winners this week. I am indeed. Evening, Sam. Good, good, good. Um, Hawkins, what else is on the show? Because um, there are three other games to get through. Yeah, India-Pakistan is the big featured one, but we've got South Africa versus Australia and England versus New Zealand in T20. 50 over Asia Cup is where India and Pakistan meet, by the way. And we've got the CPL moving to Bridgetown Barbados with Royals taking on Trimbago. All the team news, pitch reports, data, stats, trends and players to follow. Thanks, Hawkins. Um, we better get on with it then. We start with South Africa versus Australia. Um, first T20 from Durban under the lights, Wednesday, 5pm UK time, live on Sky Sports. Um, South Africa are as big as 2.4 on the Betfair Exchange early show with Australia at 1.69. Um, Hawkins, back to you. How do they line up? Explain that price for you because none of Rabard, De Kock, Miller, Nokia, Klaas and Parnell Rosso are available. So we think they're going to line up like this and hold on to your seats. We give the first name here in this lineup is Bavuma. We're sure he'll play because they need some experience. Hendricks, Markram, Rassi, Stubbs, Ferreira, perhaps, Janssen, Maharaj, Shamsi, Gidi and Magala. Australia is a real mis- mis- mismatch of players. Uh, we think. Um, that they're going to open up with Head, Short, Marsh, Maxwell's out. So Stoinis, David, Inglis in the middle order somewhere, Hardy in the middle order somewhere, Abbott, Ellis, Johnson and Zampi. Pitch for you at Durban can be a bit, bit tasty with the ball. In the SAT 20 and 21 matches uh, in 2021, rather, 160 busted just twice in 17, 10 of those won by the side batting second. However, it was a road in the higher quality T20 SA franchise league with two out of three busting 170 or more. So a little bit confusing. I like this new cricket only better. Um, Hold the small talk, all about the hard, fast information. Only taken us 210 shows to get to that point. Um, Which man, man for man. So many mans, so many men. Um, who is the better team here? Ooh, too weak in size. I'd still go for South Africa, actually. I just think, particularly looking at that Ed's two lineups, five proper bowlers. Um, I've got a feeling it'll be a good pick. And I do wonder still if Australia will get stretched with just four front line bowlers and then trying to fudge that, that last one. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, presumably you hate games where there are a raft of changes. Um, who wins for you? It is a hard one to do because this is really two B teams, isn't it? I have to say, I mean, I can't see why the betting is so one-sided to Australia here at all. I agree with Rich. I think South Africa just about at the better side. That is still a complete lineup, even if it's missing some star players. And Australia, I don't think Australia are particularly great at T20, to be honest with you. So they're a lay for my money at 1.7. Okay. Um, what do you do with the pitch, given those stats, Paul? 
Well, the key to Durban has always been the overheads. Um, you can get real extremes here. I mean, we've seen the last T20 year was 202, 204. There were two 190 pluses in the South Africa 20, but then there was also an 80. So I think you've really got to wait and see what it looks like, what's, what wait for the pitch report. But if it's fair, it doesn't look too bad. I'd definitely have a crack at 190, 200 plus. Also, don't forget here, we've got two very much weakened bowling lineups. Uh, Richard Mann, same you. Very quick nugget on this game, please. Just an old one for this podcast, um, betting middle order in running. I've got a feeling it'll be a good pitch here. Um, The last T20 here, middle order really well. I mean, Moen Alley made 39 from 11 balls in 2020 in that T20 match. Steiner strikes at 147, Tim David at 159. Then for South Africa, you got Tristan Stubbs at 164. Ferreira only in domestic cricket, 149. I'll be having a few quid on those guys and the top batsman markets in running in the hope that we get a fast start, we get some tasty prices. We're talking small stakes here, but I think we might well be able to land the jackpot, fingers crossed. Hawkins, to you for the tops, please. Yeah, just a word on English price at 11 to 2 with Betfair Sports, but he could open. We suspect short will at 72 with head. I mean, head could well be a standard at 11 to 4. I know that's short, but it doesn't have much to beat. Ferreira 18s is massive for South Africa, but the absolute standout bet on win rate, strike rate is with the ball, and it's Nagidi at 10 to 3. I'd be betting him, even if Rabada and Nokia were playing at that price with Sportsbook. Uh, picks from um, Rich, Paul Krishnamurti, then Richard Mann, please. 100% behind it, bet on Lungi Nagidi, wrong price. And also the wrong price is Tim David at 18-1, to 1, especially, as Rich was saying, every chance for middle order winner here. OK, Richard Mann, please. Yeah, I'm just going to stick with middle order. Steinis and David for Australia, uh, Stubbs and Ferreira for South Africa, but both in, all far in running. OK, thank you very much, fellas. Uh, we are rolling officially. Uh, best bets, the five-point challenge coming at the end of the show, of course. But for now, we move on to our next game. England versus New Zealand. The first of four T20s starts on Wednesday, 6pm, live on Sky Sports, Chesterler Street, the venue. Uh, England 1.5 on the Betfair Exchange. New Zealand are 2.96. Hawkins, as ever, has a lowdown. Yeah, another tricky side to get to grips is, but we think they go like this. Butler, Besto, Milan, Brook, Livingston, Moeen, Sam Cohen, Rashid. We think Chris Jordan has to play for experience with the ball because they've got Carson Atkinson uh, to come. Curran and Jordan probably attack leaders now. Alan, Conway, Seifert, Phillips is the Kiwis, obviously. Mitchell, Chapman, Nisham, Santner, Southie, Milne, Ferguson. I'm not sure Sodi's going to get into this team. Uh, six of the last 13 at Chester Street, uh, 160 or more. Uh, and there's a toss bias in the blast last two seasons, eight last 12, one by the side, back in second. Um, New Zealand lost one in three versus UAE. And they did include Southie, Jamison, Chapman, Sifa, Nishan. They're all available for this one. Um, prior to that, they'd won 10 in the last 22. England, tough to judge, ridiculous 3 0 beating in Bangladesh when they didn't bother to take any batters post World Cup win downturn. Question mark. Richard Mann, the market treats England as world champions. Do you? Not here, no. I'd had big concerns about that bowling attack. I mean, you think of the first choice T20 bowling attack, no Arkham, no Mark Wood, no Chris Wokes, and then two of the guys are picked in the squad in Tongue and Turner. They're not here now either because of injury. But you look at the New Zealand bowling attack, I mean, 
Matt Henry's been brilliant for Somerset. Milne, fantastic in the 100. Southie loves these conditions. I think bowling attack-wise, New Zealand definitely have the ace here. England's batting is stronger, um, particularly in this format. But I think Clestonley Street's probably a leveller in terms of, and it definitely helps New Zealand because in the blast, it wasn't a bad place to bat, but we had loads of scores around 160, a couple of 178, I think, no 180 in the blast. And I think where England are good is on really flat pitches, a, a massive arm wrestle, 200 plays 210. But I think the 160s, 170s, types of games that suits New Zealand it suits their batting lineup I think they're more comfortable going at eight and over and then in those conditions their bowlers are in the game they're a very reliable fielding side I think New Zealand are a real good bet here at seven to four okay um Paul Christian any views on that pitch data for the innings runs market yeah first of all I agree with Rich completely you can actually get two to one on the exchange crazy pricing but a really close match where there's quite a potential toss bias as well um so I've got three figures over five years at this ground but it's really noticeable how it's changed the scores have definitely come down and it mentioned six out of 13 being 160 plus I reckon 160 is going to be odds on quite short odds on especially if England bat. Uh, I mean, looking at the sportsbook odds, they're betting three to ten both to score one sixty. That probably says Parr's going to be at one seventy, one seventy five. So, to me, that's a definite under situation. Okay, um, can I have a nugget, please, uh, from each of you? Um, could be a trade, could be something fancy. Uh, Richard, you first. Well, this is probably one because obviously we only record one show. We, this is one for maybe second and third game. Now, if you watch the hundred. The ball was doing that white cooker bro, that generally does nothing. It was doing a lot. Matt Roller of Crickinfo did a really good piece about how middle order players, even in the hundred with twenty balls less, were having a massive impact. We saw it in the final with Nisham and Curran. Now the players are saying there's an extra layer of lacquer on this Cookerborough white ball this year, um, and the seams more pronounced. Cookerborough saying nothing of the sort. They're saying it's the same ball, but. If it is the same, we could have a situation here with two really good swing attacks where the early wickets fall. So I'll be watching the first game, particularly the first innings. But then later on, if you think it's going to do a bit, particularly when New Zealand are bowling with that excellent seam attack, I think it could be a real unders early situation. And then then maybe play overs later. I'd be interested in Paul's take. Yeah, I like like the sound of that a lot. Um, Makes a lot of sense. Um, I I was just going to say... so I think there is definitely a bias to the chaser here, right? And that's clear from recent matches. But when you post a decent score at Chester Street, it's hard to get. So if the team batting first can get 175, I'm backing them. Uh, and I suspect, as I say, that Paul's going to be set too high here anyway. So you might get decent odds on that if they're only chasing 175. OK, um, Hawkins, the tops with you, please. Yeah, I'll give you a win rate bet. Phillips at 11 to 2 going on in the middle order fits the bill perfectly. I'll give you a wrong price completely, although I don't think he'll play. And it's Jameson at hundreds. Uh, and perhaps a bit of a I fancy with Brooke at 13 to 2 because he's got a lot to prove. Jordan 72 at the death as well with the ball uh, for England. Okay. Um, any players to follow, please? Richard, then Paul. Completely agree with Ed, Ari Phillips. I would have put him up anyway, but but given my middle order theory, I will definitely be putting Phillips up and Harry Brook as well for the same reasons Ed noted. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, also, I've got Harry Brook down at 13 to 2, and another wrong price, I think, is 35 to 1, Jimmy Nation. Okay. 
lovely stuff thank you very much um question is do any of those make it into this week's best bets uh do please stick around to find out for now let's head over to the cpl a switch in focus we'll start with an outright and i would like a very quick nugget from each of you please because we're short on time we'll start with the royal sorry We'll start with Royals versus Trimbago previous still to come. Um, Betfair Sportsbook have the latter mentioned as 21 to 10 favourites to win the whole thing. Next best are Jamaica Talawas at 10 to 3, the Kings at 7 to 2, Guyana 4 to 1, Patriots 15 to 2, and the Royals are the Rags at 9s. Uh, Edward Hawkins, what have you spotted in your analysis for betting.betfair, which continues, of course, for every single game of this tournament? Yeah, Guyana are on price at four to one, particularly with the playoffs in the home ground. I think they'll go really close. They look good. Uh, team news, though, for you. Plenty of churn. Keep up if you can. Duplessis is out for the Kings. So Raza is the skipper. Colin Munro comes in. Tom Curran and Tim David to TKR. Eventually, for David, when he's finished in South Africa, Tom Curran will replace Noor Ahmed until the Asia Cup is over. Um, Lorcan Tucker available now for TKR. Patriots have lost George Lynn to concussion. Lewis has been sacked as captain for Siobhan Rutherford. There you go. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Um, quick nugget from Paul Krishnamurti and then Richard Mann, please. Well, the outright betting remains completely insane, as does a lot of the match betting. I don't see any way on earth why TKR are favourites for this tournament. They lost their first match badly. Okay, they won yesterday, but they finished bottom last year. And I actually backed Barbados today at 10.0 outright. This is a team that gr- won the group last year. So I don't see anyone exactly the same points as TKR. Don't understand it at all. Okay, Richard? Uh, just something we said in the first show about trying to really follow the sides, especially with, with all this sh- squad chain. Just wrong prices, middle order players. I mean, Kemar Paul has been going off 25 to 1. Guyana, Amazon top batsman, he made 50 odd the other day, was one hit away from winning. I'm not bitter at all. Um, <laughs> but there are still wrong prices out there if you look hard enough, and particularly now the squads are starting to churn. I think if you, if you put the time in, I think you can get ahead of the traders here. Okay, then. Thank you very much, both. Uh, Royals take on uh, the Night Riders on Thursday, um, midnight UK time, live on TNT Sports. Trinbago are uh, 1.49, Royals 2.44. Hawkins, get low down for us, please. Uh, Royals, Cornwall, Mayers, Laurie Evans coming into this team after the 100. Athanase Powell, Holder, Greaves, Wickham, Van der Merwe also in after the 100. Case and McCoy, TKR Walton, Guptil Peran. Tucker Pollard, Russell, Dwayne Bravo, Narina, Keel, Ali Khan, and Seals. Your pitch for you. Six games coming up at Bridgetown. 2022 massive scoring in four out of five West Indies versus England matches when there were four over 170 and um, another one over 190 and 220, I think, as well. Uh, no, PL, no CPL since 2019, however, and four of those uh, five matches were really low scoring, confusing picture. But I think it's going to be a road because... This tournament, we've seen roads and we've seen pitches really improve uh, in some of the venues that we've had so far. Okay. Uh, Richard Mann, who wins this match? Or I suppose the better question is, who's the value to win this match? Well, I think Royals are definitely value. I I think that the thing putting me off a bet was that having a bet is that if it is a road, and I agree with that, I, I do think it suits Trimbago and their power pack middle order. Okay, um, same question to Paul Krishnamurti. Barbados 2.6 on the exchange, absolutely huge, completely the wrong price. I think it should be each or two, or maybe they should be favourites. 
Okay. Um, any nuggets, Richard Mann, first, then Paul? I'm going to pass to Paul, other than just to say I've got eyed this down as runs. Both teams to score are big, big finishes, but I think Paul hopefully will put more meat on the bones than me on this. Okay, go on then, Paul. Floor's yours. Yeah, I think it's going to be a road, and I think it's definitely over situation. I mean, first of all, this is the, um, we're seeing the trend yet again. We saw it in the IPL, the PSL. I've, I haven't crunched the numbers, but I think runs are up in the 100 as well. And they're definitely up in this tournament. And when you look at the history of this ground, they it, in 2022, it was a road. So it's three, four years, since four years since we last saw really slow pitches here. So I think you can go with high scores. And, you know, it hasn't the market hasn't been responding. You've been able to get three to one on one eight five plus in these games. OK, OK. Um, any nuggets on the tops, Hawkins? Yeah, yeah, plenty. I mean, Holder batted at number three last time, but we don't expect him to do so uh, for Royals. Laurie Evans surely is going to come in and bat number three, so the 15-2 to two is Betfair Sportsbook. Looks like a big price. Uh, for TKRs, a couple of prices of interest. Mark Dale at eight. He has been opening when he's been playing. He might have a niggle, but if he does play, expect him to open the batting and has done okay as well. Russell also coming into win rate territory now at 32 with Betfair Sportsbook. Okay, thanks very much. Uh, one word, players who follows, please. Um, Richard Mann and then Paul Krishnamurti. And Lorcan Tucker for Trink Big is going to bat number four to protect the finishers. Seven to one's too big. Okay. okay. I can't stick to one word because uh, I've got a few. Nicholas Poran boosted to four to one for TKR. He's in fabulous form. He's the one positive for them, for my money. Uh, Robin Powell's big at six to one for Barbados. Top scored the other day. Um, this is an outstanding bet for me. Noyin Young, 15-2, top Barbados wicket-taker. He's bowled all four overs in both games, and he bowls at the death. And he was he did get hit for 39 off one over the other day, but he's um, he tied for top wicket-taker. It doesn't matter, does okay. it? It doesn't matter how many he goes for. Yeah. Oh, I just read, read my, my, my script for this next link, Hawkins. Um, Ed, thank you very much, uh, guys. Um, every CPL match, I should remind you, is covered on betting.betfair. And and I've been encouraged to grudgingly accept that Edward Hawkins is doing a great job over there. Um, you are, Hawkins. We know that. We love you. Um, and, um, yeah, I am contracted to say that, as it says here. Likewise, over 18s only. And please do check begambleaware.org for now. Strap yourselves in because it is the big one. Um, it's India versus Pakistan in the Asia Cup. Saturday is the day. Palakeli, the venue, 10.30 a.m. UK time, the start time. TNT Sports, the TV channel. Betfair Exchange, the early show. Uh, India, 1.62. Pakistan, 2.58. Hawkins, um, please get low down for us. Yeah, not, not had a losing match in CPL so far, by the way. There you go. India, Rohit, Gill, Kohli, Shreyas, Ishan Kishan keeping the wicket because KR Rahul is uh, struggling for fitness again. Goodness me. Hardik, Jadeja, Aksar, Bumra, Shami and Siraj. That's how we think they'll go. Pakistan have uh, just beaten Afghanistan. They're going Fakhar. Imam, Baba, Rizwan, Shakil, Samal, Salman, Shadab, Fahim on the Waz. Uh, Mohammed Wasim, Afridi, and Ralph has almost a 60% toss bias in day nights for the side batting first at Palakali. Uh 5.4 year runs per over average. 
Um, five of, of the last nine, first innings 290 or more, injury of 16 of the last 10 on the head to head. As a rule, these are not close contests. Uh, India have been dishing out some beatings, but we'll see how, how this goes. Richard Mann, where's the value on the match odds? It's got to be with Pakistan. I mean, that is a terrific, terrific 50 on the lineup um, and an even better bowling attack. I know it's it's the mighty India, but their record in big tournaments of, of late hasn't been great anyway. I think this is a really strong Pakistan side and they're definitely value out there. Okay, Paul, how do we trade it? Oh, I'm completely with Rich. I think they're definitely value. They've got a very settled side and there's no weakness I can see in that. India are also strong on paper, but haven't been playing much with that lineup lately. So I definitely would go to Pakistan. Um, notable too, they lead 73-55 in ODIs against India throughout history, which is very different to the T20 stats. Um, I think that you take the 2.6, this is what I'm going to do, and just leave it, basically, see how we go. Because if they bat first and they get 280, 290, say par, I think India would still be favourites and I'd, I'd want to press on, to be honest. So I would, I'm would. i just going to back it and leave it. I would also say I don't see ODIs as being anywhere near as volatile as tests or T20s. You get a lot of one-sided one, one day at nationals. Yeah, I just want to point make the point about India. Actually, uh, that there's a lot of players coming back from fitness issues in this in this team. Shreyas has had a, a back injury, so is unlikely to be tuned up. Bumrah, of course, coming back after a, a fitness worry. Ishan Kishan is not sure of his role in this ODI side. Um, Sky Yadav, if he, if he plays, really hasn't cracked ODI cricket. Far from it. So. They're not settled, as Paul says. They're kind of all over the place, India, really, uh, with a few weeks to go before the World Cup. So Pakistan do look chunky. Hunky, hunky and chunky. Um, right. Uh, any standout nuggets before we go to the tops, please, uh, Paul and then Richard? Um, I would be interested in seeing the both to score 275 markets. If that's above 6 to 4, I'd be interested in that. Okay, Richard. Yeah, just think back to the 2017 Champions Trophy final when Pakistan won, beat India. Mohammed Amir swinging the ball back into the right hander's trap, row at LBW. I know this is a theory that, that Ed's really keen on, but in Shaheen Afridi, Pakistan have a brilliant left arm quick who swings the ball back in. Gil susceptible. Um, I know Ed's been banging that drum for a while. So is Rohit. I think when India come out to bat, First wicket method of dismissal, LBW will be between 72 and 92. I know it's an old favourite of mine, but that is how Shane Afridi will try and get those two guys out. And he gets loads of wickets in his first few overs. I think it has to be the player that that sort of price. Okay. Um, right. Uh, Rich, the Edward Hawkins, who's top mm. of the tops? Top of the tops, Imam Ulhaq, tremendous form, win rate, win rate, wager. Maybe around 130, maybe a runs by. Uh, and just going back to Gill, he's only played 27 ODI and he's, you know, he's a tremendous looking player, but he's beat, been beating up West Indies, Zimbabwe and Sri Lanka pace attacks and, uh, and against better ones, Australia and South Africa. He's, he's really struggled. And this is a massive test for him in that front pad issue that we've mentioned, uh, quite a while. Um, so he could be a runs short here. Okay. Um, players, to, other players to follow. Um, Richard Mann, Paul Krishnamurti. First, Richard. 
I think Harris Ralph just just on form for and he, he's always overpriced for top Pakistan bowler. I, I I think he's he's usually a solid wager underrated. Okay, uh, Paul Krishnamurti. I was going to say exactly the same, Harris Ralph. Okay, thanks, fellas. Um, another great show, quick fire show this one. Um, now we're getting to the business end. Paul Krishnamurti and Richard Mann to pick their best bets in a second, but we do have a new five-point challenger. Over to Edward Hawkins for more information. Yep. Thank you. Vinayak and Gary is our challenger. If he makes a profit, he stays on next week and he's um, not shy and coming forward with where he's putting his points. He's got two points Australia over 171st innings runs. Um, not sure what price that's going to go off at. New Zealand chasing three units in that T20 because of the toss bias and well, because I guess he thinks like us that England might be overrated. Okay, um, he doesn't mess around. Um, five units from Paul Krishnamurti, and then Richard Mann, please. Okay, a lot to choose from this week, so hopefully I've picked them right. One point five points double, Barbados Royals to beat TKR and Pakistan to beat India. One point Nicholas Poran four to one top TKR batsman. Half a point, Naeem Young, 15-2, top Barbados wicket-taker. And then in South Africa, Australia, 1.5, Lungi Nagidi, 7-2. And half a point, Tim David, 18-1, to top Aussie back. Right, so I've also got a 1.5-unit double. Mine's on Pakistan to beat India and New Zealand to beat England in the first T20. I'm going to have a point on Aaron Hardy. Um, top Australia batsman at 20 to 1. I'm going to take a chance where he bats. Uh, and then I'm going to have a point, Glenn Phillips at 11 to 2, top Kiwi batsman, and half a point, Jimmy Neesham at 35, top Kiwi batsman against England. And then the final point, Harry Brook, uh, one point, top England batsman at 13 to 2. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, fellas. That wraps up this week's Cricket Only Better. Uh, please don't forget to check betting.betfair for all your betting needs until we return next week. In the meantime, do have a lovely week and we look forward to seeing you there. <laughs>